Hi, I'm Sarika. And I'm Kirtana. And you're listening to the Dial Up Book Club, a podcast where we reread teen books for the nostalgia so you don't have to. So today we're continuing with our um, wanting to rip our eyeballs out uh, <laughs> and losing brain cells um, by discussing New Moon. The second book Sorry. in the Twilight Saga, if you're not familiar. If you're not familiar. Uh, and if you'd like a quick recap. Um, Can I do the recap this time? Yes. Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as we saw at the end of Twilight, uh, Edward was saying to Bella that I'll stick around, but really I shouldn't because I'm not safe for you. So by the beginning of New Moon, it's her birthday. The Cullens throw her birthday party and she gets a paper cut. Oh no. Ooh. And Jasper goes nuts and tries to kill her because she got a paper cut. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't take this seriously. Um, I really can't. He tries to kill her because she got a paper cut. <laughs> and it all works out fine. But at that point, Edward's like, clearly the time has come where I am too dangerous for her and she cannot be around me anymore. And then <laughs> at the end of the week, he's like, oh, can we talk? And then he leads her for a walk in the woods near her house and dumps her. He ends up having to be like, I don't love you. <laughs> I don't want you anymore. And, um, you know, he dumps her and he leaves. And he also um, says to her that, you know, it'll be like I never existed in your life. So he removes whatever traces of her that he can. Which is fairly stalkerish, but next time. So, yeah. We proceed with four months of depression. And then it starts up again like six months later. (laughs) And then it starts up again six months later. And at this point, Charlie's like, you need to get your life together because you cannot fall apart like this for so long over a boy. And she's like, you're annoying, but fine, whatever. Ends up in a potentially dangerous situation, realizes and realizes that when she's in a dangerous situation, she hallucinates Edward. At this point, she goes nuts because she's like, oh my God, Edward, I can still see Edward if I do dangerous things, which leads to her acquiring a couple of motorcycles and then she gets on motorcycles. She takes them to Jacob. And she's like, oh, you're my friend. You're a mechanic, right? Can you fix up these motorbikes? And he's like, sure, why not? He doesn't have the same qualms about personal safety that Edward does, which is quite refreshing, actually. <laughs> I got really fed up. Um, and so they start spending a lot of time together. They become really good friends, yeah. best friends. I don't think there's anything wrong with them being friends. The problem then comes when I don't he's... see anything wrong with them being friends. I, yeah, you can. The problem then comes when he's like, oh, I'm actually in love with you. And she's like, but I do not feel that way. And he's like, oh, it's fine. I'll just wait for you. You know, maybe one what? He's like, maybe one day you'll feel that way. And she's like, um, sure. But I don't want to stop hanging out with you. This is giving me major Bollywood vibes already. But... Oh my God, you're right. Oh, that's a disturbing thought. Okay, the finishing with the summary. <laughs> this is a very long summary. Maybe I should have prefaced this with, I'm not very good at giving concise summaries. <laughs> <laughs> but also I keep laughing. We keep laughing at the stupid details in the summary. So like, that is going to drag it out a bit. It's, it balances out. Anyway, uh, they're having fun. Then one day Jacob is like, I can't see you anymore. He stops talking to her. And she's like, oh no, did he join the gang? <laughs> In love, <laughs> this is what I mean. This is why the summary ends up being so long. She worries about him, thinks he's joined a gang or a cult or something, which he has. In a manner of speaking, eventually discovers that he's actually a werewolf now, <laughs> because the Cullen's presence turned the 
Quilutes. I meant to look this up before we started recording. I think it's pronounced Quilutes. 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 Who the hell pronounces it? I think it's it? Quilutes. Is that how they say it in the movies and stuff? I remember seeing somewhere that it's pronounced as Quilutes. You know what? I'm going to look this up right now. Please. Quilute. Quilute. Pretty straightforward. Once you know. Quilute. Why does it sound like Jacob from Sex Education? Okay, Quilute. I will continue with this. <laughs> so it turns out that uh, the Quilutes turn into werewolves when there are vampires nearby. And that vampires are their sworn enemies. And Jacob has turned into a werewolf because the Collins live nearby and triggered a bunch of the Quilu boys in La Push turning into werewolves. Bella's just gotten to grips with this. She's just gotten fine with it. And then continuing in her, you know, series of doing dangerous things so that she can hallucinate Edward, she decides to try cliff diving. And Jacob saves her. But Alice sees that she's jumped off a cliff and because she can't see the werewolves, she thinks that Bella tried to kill herself. Bella reassures her that she did not try to kill herself. And she was just doing adventure sports. Exactly. But at this point, Rosalie has already told Edward that Bella jumped off a cliff to kill herself. So Edward's gone to try and kill himself. <laughs> so Alice with, and Bella... With, turn, 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 the Volturi. Yeah, in Italy. So Alice and Bella now have to rush to Italy to stop the Volturi, from, stop Edward from doing anything to make the Volturi kill him. Uh, they meet the Volturi. Now you, you, can see, you can tell I'm trying to like con- condense everything now. They meet the Volturi. <laughs> the Volturi are like, Bella either needs to die or become a vampire. She knows too much. They go home. Amazingly, there's still so much book left after this. Like, like you would think that it'd be over pretty soon it's after over. this. Yeah. But no. but no, they carry on. <laughs> most of that book, most of the rest of the book after meeting the Volturi is Bella trying to figure out what Edward's deal is. And it takes her so long to realize that he loved her all along. He never stopped loving her just because he said it. And she realizes in the stupidest way. Oh my God. Possible. <laughs> the epiphany. She's the like, you love me. Stupidest <laughs> way. And why? Why? No, no. Forget the real, the fact that she had an epiphany that, you know, she still, he still loved her. Different story. Okay. The reason why she had the epiphany is mind-blowing. Okay, remind me why. Um, I think her logic was that uh, because she kept seeing him still whenever she oh did dangerous <laughs> things, that was her mind trying to remind her that he still loved her. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm not even going to say, I'm not even going to say what kind of logic because that is not logic. <laughs> there is no logic. I remember reading that and just sitting there being like, wait, hold on. I went back, read it again, just to make sure I understood that correctly. And I read it five more times. And I still don't get it. And then the book ends. Oh, the book ends shortly after that. In the worst way. Thankfully, within the worst way. Uh, she's decided to become a vampire eventually. He can't say no now. Because of the Volturi. Because of the Volturi. And he proposes to her. How though? He proposes to her by saying, you want to turn into a vampire? Great. I will turn you into a vampire as long as you marry me first. How romantic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like how Sarika's contribution to that was, yeah. (laughs) I don't... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
See, I can like, basically see like this full like you know the downloading thing gif. I can see it on your face where it's just like error 404 <laughs> Sarka's brain not found. Oh, I think that actually sums up perfectly. That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That summary took so long and yet how else do you condense all the nonsense that happens in this book? There is so much nonsense. I feel like New Moon is the one that is properly filled with all the nonsense that was in Stephanie Meyer's brain. And I know I'm going to regret saying this because Eclipse and Breaking Dawn, as far as my very faint memory serves, is also filled with nonsense. For now, New Moon is absolute nonsense. I, 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 I just find it very sad that I'm not able to think of another word, but it's honestly just nonsense. There's just so much that happens. The summary is going to be long, even though it's supposed to be summary. And I guess, I don't know. I felt like the pacing was all right, though, at least in this one. You know what? I'm going to have to disagree because actually I felt like I was struggling to get through this book for some reason, Um, which kind of makes sense if you're related to Bella's whole depression thing. Mm. Uh, But having said that, this book was still so badly written that I just couldn't for the life of me figure out how to move past one page to the next <laughs> you sound one like you sentence be- to the next you sound like you became as catatonic as Bella that you like didn't have the energy to flip the page yeah <laughs> um I just have to say though I really despise that this book started with the whole it's not you it's me and I'm not good enough for you thing um, which one of them both say that <laughs> that's the point no I just hate that this book started with that narrative of it, it's just that typical romantic relationship narrative of like if anyone's breaking up they would just normally say it's not you it's me and I'm not good enough for you or like you're whatever some some nonsense along those lines what did you want them to say not that <laughs> anything but that because it just I think it's very stereotypical and it just plays very nicely into this idea of like this is how breakups generally go and they're supposed to be messy can you generalize anything from Bella and Edward (laughs) you can't but unfortunately people do that's true and people want you know the whole lion and lamb nonsense um Mm. I'm sorry. I'm saying nonsense a lot. Kirtana's brain has also found the error 404. <laughs> yes. Clearly. We've um, crashed on the nonsense page. Apparently. Um, so you know what I was saying about um, brain work, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know what I was saying about uh, God damn. Oh my God. The, the show notes for this are just going to read our brains just stop working. We're talking about New Moon, <laughs> therefore our brains just stop working altogether. That works. Um, oh yeah, you know how I was saying that um, last time that there's this whole power dynamic and clearly he's the one who has the power to leave. It is so evident in this book. I mean, that's um, literally what happened. <laughs> yeah, because he's the one who's like Bella. I have to go now. And she immediately assumes, 
we have to go and he's like oh my god i forgot no, no, about no, no, that no, i no, forgot no. that she says we <laughs> and he's like no no it is me it is i and my family you are not my family please go away and then proceeds to have the most horrifying conversation again you it's not you it's me you are not good enough for me um and then just saying please take care of yourself for charlie's sake this whole power dynamic thing shows up so strongly um especially because she's literally begging him to stay and she's constantly like oh yeah that was really uncomfortable was, to read it was so uncomfortable to read and i just yeah and i just did not like that she literally still stumbled to find him even though of course we've already established that he's way faster than her um i mean the only thing i could say is that her brain wasn't working properly clearly and like the writing points out currently whose brain is working properly right now in this conversation nobody's brain is working properly <laughs> i mean That's very fair very good point that um also like your boyfriend dumping you shouldn't make your brain stop working altogether that you decide to walk blindly into a forest and then curl up into a ball and cry <laughs> in the middle of a jungle <laughs> i mean my indian accent is really coming out very strongly in this because i've become proper judgmental auntie yeah. <laughs> like bella please I think all that's happening in this episode is your Indian accent is coming out really strong because you're being really judgmental and I'm just laughing because <laughs> I have no words <laughs> at this point. <laughs> of words. But apart from judging Bella severely for the fact that she literally curled up into a jungle and decided to cry, um, there's a lot of intensity for the fact that they're 18 year olds like she's 18 he's 17 well i know he's not 17 don't start with me no but... i wasn't going to start with you i was actually going to build on your point um i don't remember which of the three books now it was that we read because they all blend into one um <laughs> but in one of them they do mention that when people get turned into vampires they get frozen as they are and that includes all their like brain development up to that point their personality is like was it in twilight that they mentioned it i honestly either no. twilight or midnight sun well yeah it would be but like um so they get frozen as they are so it makes perfect sense that he acts like a 17 year old wait do they actually say that about brain development because yeah. i do not remember that they do and i when i read it i was wondering like okay so if you're going to make vampires why wouldn't you make them after their mid 20s when they're all they all have fully developed prefrontal cortexes why would you make a bunch of teenagers teenagers forever i mean i guess the rationale here is that carlyle's not actually deciding to make any of them vampires and he's doing it as like a last resort um That's when true. they're on the verge of death brink of death whatever plus it's um, like a teen series so you need to appeal it to teens it needs to be they need to be young enough to be able to go to secondary school or high school um so fine but you know and appearances wise also they need to be able to fit into that demographic right oh that's true where they can graduate but other than that other than that you've doomed edward for example to the brain development of a 17 year old forever which is just unfortunate because at least he seems like an intelligent boy 
can't even call him a man because he's 17 exactly so wait does that make the relationship illegal it depends on the what you call it those laws like in the uk you can you know have sex from the age of 16 onwards uh, consent that's what i was talking about so you can consent from the age of 16 onwards so here he would be legal so i would say it depends on the laws in washington state if you even okay can you even apply it to washington state because they move around everywhere so what counts i guess then you would go by the general thing the universal thing of 18 in which case no, he's not legal exactly he's not legally of age to provide consent and she's older than him but it's not exactly like she's the cougar in the relationship <laughs> he's the one controlling he's everything the, he's he's obviously the cougar for a lot of re- i mean not the cougar what is it called sugar daddy, sugar daddy. <laughs> why is it so funny <laughs> <laughs> but he is because he's the rich dude who wants to buy her fancy things he's older um he's older much older centuries older well a century older no like how okay we need to figure out some way to like talk about his age cuz either he's 17 or he's a century older than her we can't use both as an argument right that is correct <sighs> well when it comes to brain development he's 17 when it comes to being in a position of power and brain dynamics he's a century older yeah and also i think the way he speaks and everything is very olden times which is something that bella herself has pointed out like the way he speaks as if he's just from the turn of the century or some nonsense like that she said i don't feel that though when i when he speaks i'm just like okay you're speaking and i think that's because we're biased we just dislike edward at this point no even when i was reading twilight and trying to give it a chance and she said oh he speaks like he's from the turn of the century i was like He sounds Were we really giving it a chance. I tried my level best to be object not objective. objective. I tried I tried my level best to be neutral, okay? Same here though. I mean, for for all intents and purposes, I really was trying to give it an honest shot. Um because I knew that what I remembered wasn't as accurate. I think we should um talk about some of the other stuff because we spent this whole time talking about Edward and uh, the Twilight episode. <laughs> coming to bella um and we already mentioned her depression and there are just what four pages in the book where it's just october november december something some months that i don't yeah. remember which months also i, I remember october was one of them um so it was the first one so i think january or february the book starts again right um so yeah these books are fat but they don't actually cover that much time they really don't It's literally a week in September and then it's like 2 months in spring. Yeah. I mean, um I think what was really strange was Jacob, I mean sorry. Uh Edward and Bella meet beginning of high school by prom which should be I don't remember how New York or sorry, American timelines work. I think but, it's like May June. Right. So that's just a couple of months, right? Yeah. into the school year. Yeah, because the whole like James hunting thing happens during spring break, which is like March, April. Right. So that's about a couple of months itself, and then 
new moon is just a few more months just because of the whole four months of depression thing um but otherwise that's also fairly short if you if you remove that four month chunk it's still a very short time period yeah. that the entire book takes place um and yet the yeah, book is I mean, so fat it's so fat and there's like i mean the debate is this next to nothing happening which is correct i will I, i mean that is my argument that there is literally nothing happening this is just mere trying to hype things up and yet you were saying earlier that this is the one book in which all the stuff happens because this is the one book in which i think they're setting up the entire stage for the next two books um because they're setting up bella turning into a vampire they're setting up jacob and um bella's relationship they're setting up subsequent the whole werewolf they yeah exactly they're setting up the whole team jacob team edward think even more strongly hmm. um they're even setting up like the whole werewolf background story and we find out more about how that works in the dynamics um so yeah they they actually set up it's it's groundwork i feel rather than actual stuff happening books. okay yeah which makes a lot of sense now for why why it was that slow because it's world building yeah. very shit world building but <laughs> world building um but seriously you can easily diagnose bella with depression and schizophrenic disorder in this book i don't know what to do with that information <laughs> I mean it's purely because of her hallucinations like she's not just you know depressed but she's also seeing things and hearing things yeah um which is mildly concerning especially because they made it fairly again romanticized oh right? definitely and what's concerning is it concerning they just disappear as soon as he comes back yes um Of course she does have like a lot of doubts about whether she's whether he's actually going to stay um and all of that. So I guess you could see I mean it says a lot about Bella's attachment style. But on then tell us what it says. <laughs> I mean in the sense that you can see that she's the kind to get uh what's it called anxious attachment where uh you can see that she's feeling very insecure about the fact that he may leave and he she constantly feels this way because she feels like he is much better in so many ways than her um and that 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 comparison keeps coming up over and over again in twilight first of all and then in um new moon also she just accepts it when he says that you're not good enough for me she accepts it as blind fact that's something that he also gets pissed off with her about that's saying that's a good oh, point why do you just take it um there's no that's because, like screw you exactly but that's because she's she's expected it she's kind of waiting for that shoe to drop from the beginning of this relationship she's waiting what he wants is for her to say screw you and walk away and forget about him because he was a douche but she's not going to do that do you think there's because anything she, that we've seen in like her upbringing that would turn into this interesting question um because I don't know if it has something to do with the fact that um it's probably a mixture of things one parents divorce two she had to take care of her mom a lot um but like why does that mentioned. make but why does it make her anxiously attached like she's scared he's going to leave like parents left right 
I guess. Um, one parent who she does feel a bit more comfortable with is suddenly not in her life as much. Hmm. It is a situation where kids do tend to feel very anxious about that, um, because if during those developmental years you tend to not see a parent around as much as you are used to, um, then you do tend to like feel like other important figures in your life would also leave because it's a generalization, right? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we've established that this book doesn't actually have a lot for us to talk about content-wise, it's not very meaty. Uh, in spite of that, there's still one big thing that we haven't talked about yet. And that's Jacob. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, Jacob Black. Oh, okay. I mean, because I mean, he becomes a prominent character in this book. So it is worth discussing. I was actually surprised that he was introduced as early as he was in Twilight. Um because I remember his introduction coming much later. But really? he's there pretty early on in the book. Yeah. Which was kind of interesting. In the movie, he's actually the first person she meets in Forks. Which is, again, very interesting. Mm. Um, honestly speaking, in the movie, uh, because I watched New Moon. Also, because, you know, why not continue this amazing torture of my brain and my eyeballs? Um, not like you have anything better to do. Exactly. But yeah, because I watched New Moon as well, I have to really say that Taylor Lautner and uh, Kristen Stewart have 10,000 times the amount of chemistry that Robert Pattinson and her have. They're really so much better on screen. Which is ironic because they were going out at the time, weren't they? But I think they reminds me of that thing from Friends where Joey's like, if there's chemistry on stage, then they're not sleeping not together having sex yeah yeah whereas if there's no chemistry it's because they're having sex uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay i hate that joey tribbiani makes sense right now <laughs> you know i thought of another friends thing oh yeah uh, i thought of another friends comparison you know at the end where she's trying to figure out that she's trying to come to her epiphany that edward really does love her and she spends mm-hmm. so much time thinking continuing to think that he doesn't love her and he's just going to ditch her again um even though it's it was plain to me that like he loves you mm. yeah you don't behave like this out of guilt um i remembered this morning that scene where chandler and joey i think they're in richard's apartment when he's selling it and they find the tape with monica's name on it and chandler's really freaked out obviously and joey's just like this is a tape with monica's name on it Rich's apartment and Chandler just yells at him get there faster that's how I felt I wanted to scream that at Bella like get there faster <laughs> I mean I think there are a lot of moments like that where I'm just like can you get on with it I mean I know what you want to say he knows what you want to say just say it you know I, again I feel like the whole like Twilight thing say it out loud oh my god say it (laughs) this entire episode's become a meme of itself this entire episode is just me making noises i'm either laughing or just now i was crying Mm -hmm. i feel so uncomfortable make it better can i make it better with my amazing quiz that i cooked up to figure out to figure out how to identify whether your boyfriend is a werewolf so is he very hot Why are you waiting for my response? I don't know. I, it's, 
Is he very hot? Now this can mean temperature or attractiveness. <laughs> Is he extremely strong? Essentially, can he lift trucks with one hand? We know bikes, strong means. Sorry, bikes. Does he roam around shirtless? <laughs> Most important question. Is he the only person of color that you know? <laughs> repeating that question is he the only person of color you know does he live on a reservation because he seems to be the only indigenous person that Bella knows as well is he often likened to an animal mostly a dog quite a racist undertones you got going there Maya does it seem like he might join a cult? <laughs> I took a sip of water then because I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Did he recently get a haircut? If you got a haircut, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> Is he suddenly more moody? Is he fairly clingy? Wait, clingy like an actual dog? Yes. Do you find it difficult to get away from him? Because you've also become clingy. <laughs> yeah. Also because he's apparently like your personal son. Oh, yeah. Is he physically very intrusive? As in, doesn't respect personal boundaries? <laughs> now, ladies, if you have answered yes to all these questions, there's a high chance that your boyfriend is a werewolf. <laughs> It's really too bad Bella didn't have our amazing handy dandy quiz because she totally failed a spot check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, she could have clocked much earlier if only she had this wonderful checklist. Well, for all the future Bellas of the world, now you know. And now you can keep yourselves safe or run with the wolves if that's what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Good fun. He can be the alpha to your omega. <laughs> I feel violated just hearing that. Ugh. Yeah. I think that was worse than the whole like, say it, say it line. <laughs> Physically uncomfortable right now. <laughs> oh, God. Do we have anything else mm. to say about this book or should we wrap up? Not really, no. Let's wrap up. <laughs> Um, um, oh yeah, I did want to say one more thing. We've talked about how reading these books makes us feel like we're losing brain cells. Going back to the epiphany bit, <laughs> clearly this is the bit that stuck out the most to me. And was the most, oh no, I have another bit after this as well. Um, the epiphany bit stuck out the most. I said this to Girtana while I was reading it. I didn't just lose brain cells while reading it. They were actively being murdered. Like she was actively destroying them by not clocking on. To the fact that Edward loves her and she kept going on about it. Like, do you really love me? Like, I don't know. I don't think so. Why would you? Why would you want to be with me? Of course you'd want to leave. Like, uh, it, act of murder. Again, I get it. But also. Yeah, I get it. It makes. You need to chill, Bella. Yes. Basically. That's exactly how I feel. Because 
those feelings of like inadequacy and whatever very understandable um but she Having needed said to the feelings of inadequacy over any man not understand not necessary yeah ladies don't let the men bring you down or non ladies whoever's uh, listening people don't <laughs> let other people bring you down <laughs> Um, but it's bad and we know it's bad but it is a thing it happens to the best of us but it is not the best of us (laughs) basically just don't let anyone tell you that you're worth less than you are I think that sums up my point of the whole (laughs) (laughs) don't tell the people (laughs) Um, in the epilogue as well remember how in the last episode of the show uh, we talked about how Bella is not like other girls. So in the epilogue for New Moon, she says, and I quote, he knows you're not like other vampires about Edward. So basically, they're both not like other people and it's a match made in heaven. That begs the question, is Edward really people? Well, he's not like other vampires. She's not like other girls. So I said people to cover both. On that note, I think we can wrap up. <laughs> Dear Jesus, um, basically, in summary, I think this episode was basically us discussing how nonsensical this book was, um, and how how little it actually was of substance for how big it is. Forget how big it is; it's just little of substance. Yeah, there's hardly anything going on in this book. Um, it's it's actually quite a lot of just dialogue. And not very good dialogue. Uh, if you want to quote the movies, then uh, you'll have beautiful dialogues like, Bella, where no, you where been? You been? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, really nothing else we can say about this book except that we know that it's setting stage for the rest of the two books that exist. Um, and trying to do some world building, but with with Mayor's fairly horrifying writing still. I think we can just leave it there and say <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you want to share any opinions you have, uh, please do. Please do. Like we said last week, we'd love to hear other people's thoughts. Um, you can get in touch on our Instagram, which is at dialupbookclub. And yeah. Did I say thanks for listening? I also did, yes. Oh, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. And we will see you in two weeks' time for Eclipse. Thanks for coming on the ride today, everyone. Bye. Bye. This concludes our broadcast day.